you know, we think of disabilities very generally. Like, if someone doesn't have a limb, we think of them as physically disabled. Now, no shame to anyone out there who has any form of physical disabilities. You are stronger than any of us on the planet combined. But I feel like there are certain um, dysfunctions, this is for lack of a better word, that we don't address as commonly as physical disabilities. Today, you and I are going to address color vision deficiency, or CVD, a minor disability that isn't highlighted all that much, especially in Malaysian society. This is under a campaign uh, organized by my teammates and I that we are going to carry out until the end of the semester, and we would really appreciate your support by continuously following the podcast, obviously, for future episodes, and by following our Instagram account at cvd.intech, that is at cvd.intech. I think before we even go into the nitty-gritty details of CVD, I would like to put in a disclaimer that the term CVD and colorblind will be used interchangeably throughout the episode so I really hope that it doesn't offend anyone it's just so that it's easier for me to communicate the info across. This topic in general is really close to my heart and I won't really go into detail as to why that is so but the rundown is that it it exists in my father's side of the family, so I do have a lot of first-hand experience with CVD. Now, as is usual for most disorders and disabilities, there are an infinite amount of misconceptions and stereotypes that circle around CVD. But before we get into that, and before we even discuss about how we're supposed to interact with people who have CVD, we are going to talk about some facts first. Did you know that not every person actually sees color the exact same way? Even if you are sighted, which is the term that is commonly used for people who have, um, I'd say, perfect color vision, it is likely that you don't actually see, for example, the color red the same way as another person sees it. This entire fact kind of just morphs our understanding of color vision, but it is good to know. There are four main types of color vision deficiency, which is duoten, proten, triten, and monochromacy. Now, monochromacy, true to its name, is the people who have complete black and white vision. But I think the types that are less addressed and less known are actually the duotens, protens, and tritens. Uh, these categories, these types of color vision deficiencies, are then further divided into two subcategories. So for example, for dutines, you have the deuteronomalies and the deuteronopias, and that applies across the board. So you have protonomalies, protonopias, tritonomaly, and tritonopias. I won't go into too much detail regarding every single type of color vision deficiency because it, it has a lot to do with like cones and rods and like how our eyes perceive color and stuff like that. But generally, dutens and protens are known as the red-green colorblindness, while tritens are known as the blue-yellow colorblindness. 
if you head over to our Instagram account, like I said, at cvd.intech, we actually provide a few posts regarding the types of colorblindness and a little bit more in-depth on every single type. Now, not to forget, there was monochromacy, which is when a person cannot perceive color at all, which results in black and white or monochrome vision. Now, contrary to popular belief, monochromacy is one of the more uncommon forms of colorblindness. If you do want to know more about the different types of colorblindness, besides looking over at our Instagram, I will attach a link tree that can redirect you to a few resources that may help you to understand more. Now here are more facts that you might have not known about color vision deficiency. Firstly, pilots who have CVD have different regulations for flying at night, for example, depending on the severity of their colorblindness. Secondly, back in the day i'm saying this as if it's like decades ago but um in the olden times cvd uh, individuals couldn't become engineers in a sense since the common belief was that engineering involves a lot of color coding and stuff like that but i think lately there's been a lot more adaptations to it so uh, people who have cvd aren't as limited as they were before Thirdly, most phones actually have filters that CVD people can use to improve their experience. If I'm not mistaken, for the iPhone, it's probably somewhere in the um, settings, like the display settings, and then you can choose depending on um, what type of colorblindness you have. Although, as someone who has a lot of experience with um, just technology and CVD in general, I'd say that the filters don't exactly work um, across the board for everyone because every single person who has CVD has varying severities. Some people have it worse and some people have it less. So just putting in like one filter to fit everyone, it's not exactly a solution that is fitting for all, but I see the effort, which I think we can develop more on that in a future episode. And lastly, it's good for you to know that CVD doesn't have a cure. Of course, individuals who have CVD can wear um, contact lenses and glasses, but the condition stays. It has a lot to do with the genetics, which I will kind of briefly explain um, in a few minutes, but we are going to address the misconceptions now because we've already got the facts in order. So I think one of the most common misunderstandings about CVD is that people just assume that, oh, if you're colorblind, it means that you only see black and white. And as we know from the facts that I've mentioned before, there are different types of colorblindness. Doesn't mean that if someone is colorblind, they are automatically, you know, only seeing black and white on a daily basis. If anything, a person is actually more likely to get confused between one color and another instead of seeing things in monochromatic vision. Secondly, it is mostly thought in society that individuals with CVD have difficulty just living and carrying out their daily activities. Although, uh, admittedly, there are certain activities that people with CVD cannot 100% participate in, for example, maybe driving and just picking outfits for a get-together. Of course, there, there will be some difficulty 
for most people with CVD, it doesn't adversely affect their lives. It brings a little difficulty, but they get by just fine. Another misconception is that CVD can only be inherited by males. Now, you do not understand how much this misconception makes me mad because I am a pure science student who took biology, who understands the inheritance of genetics. So this this stereotype kind of makes me mad sometimes. And although it is correct that the gene is male dominant, it doesn't cross out the possibility for a female to have CVD. Which is why the one of our like slogans for our campaign is one in 12 men and one in 200 women. So we're trying to be as inclusive as possible because, you know, even I've personally seen a man who doesn't even have colorblindness try to mansplain CVD to a woman who has colorblindness. So do you see? I just think that CVD is so misunderstood in society and which is which is why our campaign uh, the main point of it is for us to reach out and tell you guys that you know CVD is actually a thing it's not like this and this and this and just to correct some misconceptions continuing on about the whole inheritance thing for my biology peeps you know exactly what I'm talking about it would take me quite a long time to exactly explain how genes are inherited from one person to another and I think if I were to explain it it would have too much biological jargon maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode who knows but <laughs> anyways now that we've gotten the facts in order and we already know how society perceives people with CVD how do we interact with them what is the not like correct way but what is the best way for us to communicate with people who have CVD now, first things first, obviously, refrain from asking minuscule and unimportant questions. For example, um, don't go around and ask people who have CVD, like, oh, what color is this and what color is that? It's the same concept as asking a person who maybe has doesn't have 20-20 vision and needs glasses, and then you ask that person, oh, what number is this? It's the same concept. It to me, sometimes I think it's a stupid question, but it doesn't apply to everyone who has CVD. Like I said, every single person who has CVD acts differently, they react differently. So the best thing to do is always ask beforehand what that person is comfortable with and stuff like that. Another thing is that you should always be willing to help them out. And I know like sometimes in like daily life scenarios, it's easier said than done. You don't really think of how important color can be in our daily lives sometimes. A lot of the things that we do actually circulate around color. For example, if you're walking around and then someone asks, oh, where is this shop? Maybe you'd say, oh, you turn right at the red sign and stuff like that. Our lives just circulate around color so much so that a lot of people kind of overlook the fact that not everyone can see color the same way, like I said. Just always be willing to lend a helping hand. You know, if a person with CVD needs help in identifying, say, a correct color in a project, it wouldn't hurt for you to just reply with, oh, this is blue, this is red. It doesn't even take like five seconds. It's, li it's literally like one millisecond and you're done. A little kindness goes a long way, everyone. 
another thing is that of course of course of course you have to be understanding ask them specifically how you can accommodate to their needs and if you aren't clear about how cbd works you can ask them to explain although i do have to admit that some people who have cbd kind of find it difficult to talk about uh, and difficult to explain which is why i prefer encouraging people to do their own research and reading articles and understanding on their own in regards to what cvd is about if anyone close to you has cvd it would be best for you to do your own research and gather up all the information on your own now we're going to do a quick little recap. We talked about a few CBD facts and then we talked about like three misconceptions regarding CBD and then I listed out how how are the best ways for you to interact with people who have color vision deficiency. Now, of course, this is the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that goes into color vision deficiency and the misconceptions that exist in society, the discrimination and stuff like that. But we are not gonna talk about that in this week's episode. Like I said, follow our Instagram to stay updated on our podcast episodes, on some certain competitions that we'll be organizing in the next few weeks and yes then a chance to win cash prizes and stuff like that now i know i haven't been around for the longest amount of time but i promise that for the campaign weeks that are upcoming there's gonna be a lot more content and who knows when i'm on my break we could chat more about you know the existential crisis that exists in the transitional phase and stuff like that but all in all it was really nice to come on here and talk about a topic that's really i relate to it a lot and the whole premise of the campaign kind of makes my heart really i can't find the word for it but i think you guys know what i mean right it's just it's just a good feeling so i hope that everyone can benefit from all the information that we're going to give out during the campaign and yeah i guess i'll see you guys in the next episode don't forget to follow our instagram and follow this podcast too see ya